This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review having another conversation interview. I like to call them now conversations, but this one is with Travis Evie, six one guard for the Rice South men's basketball team. Thank you very much, Travis, for joining me. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, man. And let's get right into it. For folks who don't know who Travis Evie is, tell us about you. Yeah. Um, I'm from Randolph, Massachusetts. I'm going into my junior year uh, with the Rice Owls. Uh, I mean, I played in my, my first year on the team last year. Um, I transferred in from VMI um, by that last year. Um, we had a good year, and I was I was happy to be a part of the team. Uh, I went to high school uh, in the area, in the Massachusetts area, at uh, BC High, and then I did a post-grad year at Vermont Academy. Um yeah, I enjoyed my experiences in high school and also at the prep level. Um, got to see my game develop a lot um, over those four or five years. Um, play with some great players um, during those times in high school. Um, but uh, yeah, it was that's that's about where I'm from. Um, playing my AAU basketball for Metro Boston. Um, so uh, you were at VMI your freshman year, Southern Conference freshman of the year. And VMI, but you decided to transfer from there to Rice. What are the reasons for that decision? Yeah, um, I just, I just felt that, uh, I could get a better fit, um, you know, both academically, academically and social, socially, um, at a different school. Um, I mean, of course, VMI is a military school and coming out of high school, that was my only offer. So, um, it, it was hard for me to pass up on that opportunity to, you know, go play at divisional level, um, especially because, I mean, I just worked so hard for it and I believed in myself. So, um, I mean, I wanted to just go out there and to make the most of that opportunity. Um, and so my basketball experiences, um, there were, were great. Um, I just felt that I could get a better, um, you know, it's a better fit, um, at a different school. And so, I mean, when I entered the portal, uh, Coach Perro was one of the first people to contact me, and um, I mean, I just bought into everything that that he was saying, um, everything about the school, everything about the coaching staff and the team. Um, I really liked, so I mean, it was almost like an easy decision for me to go and join the Rice team. So, when you entered the portal, did you have a destination school in mind? Or you just really were waiting to hear from whichever school contacted you? Yeah, no, I didn't have any uh, set school in mind uh, before I hit the portal. I just kind of, I, I went into the portal just, uh, you know, hoping for the best, hoping for the best situation to come out of it, uh, whatever school that may be. And uh, I mean, I'm lucky enough that that Rice sent me an offer and uh, everything has worked out so, so far. Had you known anything about Rice before they contacted you? Uh, not a whole lot, a little bit. I think I knew they were out in Texas, um, in Houston, that they had played in the Conference USA. Um, but I mean, outside of that, um, not, not a whole lot, but I mean, I know Conference USA is a competitive league. So, um, yeah, so just knowing a little bit about that league, got to hear a little bit about Rice and some of the teams in the league. Did any other schools, uh, besides Rice contact you once you were in the portal? Um, yeah, I had a couple, couple other schools, um, you know, local schools like Fairfields, um, 
Hartford. Um, I had uh, Elon in North Carolina. Um, I mean, the Holy Cross also, that's uh, up up my way in Massachusetts. Um, but yeah, that was, that was probably like, I think my top five um, before I started really making a decision. Um, of course, with Rice in that top five too. Um, but yeah, those were some of the other schools that I reached out. Now this is, we're talking last year, April, May or so. So this is really COVID pandemic time. Did you have a chance to visit Rice before you decided to come to Rice or you just did everything virtually? Yeah, that was the crazy part about that whole uh, process of uh, transferring that I actually wasn't able to go and visit any schools that uh, had offered me or had reached out um, to recruit me. So a lot of my stuff was phone calls, uh, Zoom calls, FaceTime, I mean, browsing the the school pages for like pictures, videos, got the coaches sending me videos and stuff like that. So um, everything was virtual. Um, and then it wasn't, I didn't get out into, out to Houston um, for the first time to see Rice until I think it was like August, late August when we wow. be there for school. So it was about two, I think about two months where like I was committed to the school and just, and I hadn't been there. Um, hadn't even shit Coach Paris' hand yet, so. Wow. Yeah. So did you have a chance to talk to any of your, I guess, future teammates before you came to Houston in August? Yeah, um, I mean, just on the phone. Um, on the phone, had a couple of conversations. Um, we texted, um, you know, like separately in, in our group chat. Um, but they all welcomed me uh, with open arms. Um, pretty much told me that we were, we were going to get to work. Um, and we had high expectations for the season and we were going to try to achieve those, achieve those goals. And, um, I mean, I was just happy that they extended their hand and, um, welcomed me, um, the way they did and, and that I was able to come in and contribute and help them out. How did COVID impact working out for you? You know, April to August, what'd you do to stay in shape? Yeah. Um, I, mean, I kind of had to switch everything up, really. Um, I was working out like weights and stuff. I mean, from home, doing a lot of body weight stuff um, with the body weight stuff. And then some stuff with a little bit of weights that I have here. And then, I mean, I was getting out and going on some runs, um, doing some sprints just to keep my cardio, my cardio in shape. Um, and then... Actually, I have a friend that's out here, luckily for me, that um, has a spot, that has a, a gym with a court and a couple hoops in there. So he was able to open that up for me um, uh, during, like, I guess when, pandem when the pandemic was really high. Um, so I was able to get in there, actually, luckily, and keep getting my shots up, um, keep working on my game. So it's COVID affected me a little bit, um, but... I was still able to, you know, get in the gym, get my work in. Um, but, yeah. Did, once you got to Houston, got to Rice, what was your initial reaction to the city, the hot, humid? What When you first got to Houston, what what did you think? I mean, it's definitely way warmer out there than it is in Boston. Uh, I remember they had uh, this past year, they had that ice storm. Um, uh, that, that, I think that's something in Boston we might have laughed at. 
<laughs> but <laughs> you would have thought the world's ending out there in Houston. But um, I mean, you know, when I got out there to Houston, uh, it was it was really nice. Um, I liked the city. I got to walk around the city a little bit, drive through the city uh, first couple of days that I got there. Um, the campus at Rice is beautiful. Um, yeah, I fell in love with the campus right when I got there. I uh, loved everything about it. Um, it's a great size for me. Not too big, not too small. Um, I mean, and the people there were, were really nice too. So no complaints. Do you have a major? Yeah, so I'm majoring in sports management uh, with a concentration in sports law. Okay, so what do you want to do after your basketball career? Um, basketball is done. I think kind of looking at being a sports agent, um, maybe even having my own sports agency uh, company one day. Um, so, you know, managing contracts, um, uh, helping professional athletes uh, get deals with, you know, endorsements, teams that type of stuff. Um, and then, you know, also maybe even looking into being a sports lawyer too. Um, you know, helping out, uh, teams when they're in teams and players, when they're in, um, you know, certain, certain, uh, situations, legal situations. Um, so I mean, all those classes right now at Rice have been going really well. And, uh, the sports management program at Rice is top notch too. So, I mean, that also kind of contributed into why I chose Rice. Is there any agent? sports lawyer that you kind of look up to or, you know, pattern yourself you want to be like after your basketball career is done? Um, I'd probably say, uh, I think clutch, clutch agency. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one with like LeBron and, um, Ben Simmons and some of those guys, Anthony Davis. And, um, then the guy's name is Rick Paul started that up One of LeBron's friends. Um, but yeah, the things that he's doing um, off the court for those guys, um, I've been able to like you know, read a little bit about and kind of understand like why he's doing these things. Um, kind of like, kind of understand a little bit um, how that business is is working for him and how he's been so successful. And then, I mean, other people like Scott Boris, um, another really successful uh, sports sports agent. Um, yeah, very, very powerful agent. Yeah. Yeah. Really powerful, especially in the baseball, uh, industry. So, you know, it's kind of looking at those guys who are at the top of the field. Um, you know, just trying to strive to be somewhat, uh, someone like them, if not better. Would you focus mainly just on basketball players or sports? You know, you mentioned Scott Boris in baseball, you know, he's more known, but, or just, you know, athletes in general. Um, I think. I think it, I'd like to expand to, you know, athletes in general, um, all sports. You know, uh, obviously, basketball is my number one sport, but um, I mean, football, baseball, I'm kind of expanding out to other uh, other branches. Um, I mean, I, I'm a sports fanatic, so I watch a lot of sports outside of basketball, especially football. It's one of my one of my big sports to watch. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't limit myself to just basketball. When was the first time you picked up a basketball? Uh, I think I was about like two or three. Um, my dad actually used to put, and he used to put like one of those mini hoops in my crib and he used to put a whole bunch of basketballs in the crib. So I kind of, he played basketball in high school. So I kind of grew up, you know, with basketballs all over the house. And then I mean, by the time I was able to, you know, pick my head up and, 
hold my old head up, I was I was already holding the basketball. So uh, I was uh, definitely at a really young age. How would you describe your game? Um, I think I'd say versatile. Um, you know, I, I I think my natural position is the point guard position. Um, but my ability to shoot the ball, um, I mean, it allows me to slide to the to the two guard um, at times in certain lineups. Um, so I mean, I would say versatile in that way. Um, I'm a competitor. Um, I mean, so both offensively and defensively, um, I want to do everything I can to win, um, help my team, help my team win. And, uh, you know, I, I like to play fast. Um, I like to play fast. I like to shoot the three. Um, so, I mean, those are playing fast and shooting the three are two things that Coach P kind of hones in on, hones in on for us in our offense. So, uh, it's, it's been a good fit, um, with my style of play with also his style. Okay. Now let's talk about this past season. You, well, at first, how would you summarize, summarize the season overall as a team and do it, break it down, break it down your game? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, for the team this year, this past season, I thought it went, pre- I thought it went pretty well. Um, I mean, given all the circumstances that we had to go through, especially COVID, um, I know like I missed a couple games, um, due to, uh, COVID related, uh, things and then, we had a couple guys out with injuries too, at certain spots during the season. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought the season actually went pretty good. Um, obviously next year we're coming in with, uh, more experience and uh, a couple of new players. Um, and we're going to look to build on the success that we had last year. But, um, for us to finish with the record that we did, um, a winning record and it was, uh, a step uh, further than what they had done the previous year. Um, that's always great to see, to see us going in the right direction, see the program going in the right direction. And then also for us to go to the tournament, um, and win, uh, those first two games, um, before, before following the third round. Um, I thought that was pretty impressive too. Um, just like setting new goals for the, for the program, um, achieving new things in the program. Um, so taking all that into consideration, I thought it was actually a pretty good, pretty good year. But, uh, you know, we're looking forward to building on that next year. Not satisfied. And you were named Carmen USA newcomer of the year for your performance. Was that a big thing for you? Was it a surprise to you? Are you glad you won the award? You're not big on awards. Or, you know, what are your thoughts on that? No, no, I'm definitely. Uh, glad I won the award and appreciative that I won the award. Um, I mean, I couldn't have done like any of that without my teammates and my coaches. Um, so as much as it's an individual award, um, I kind of like to give a lot of credit also to my teammates because, um, in basketball is a team sport. So, um, without them, I wouldn't be able to, you know, have some of the achievements, um, that I did in winning that award. Um, but definitely to win that award. Uh, was was uh, a good accomplishment for me. Um, I mean, just knowing all the the hard work that I put in to uh, my craft um, to get recognized uh, with the Comer Player of the Year in the conference uh, was definitely uh, a good feeling. Now, Travis, I think you made 
eight threes in a game. Is that right? Seven or eight. Which is it? I think it's eight. Eight. I think Quincy Oliveri, most he made is seven. <laughs> is that right? I think so. I think you're right. Okay, so then why does Quincy, can you explain to me why Quincy said he believes he's the better three-point shooter, he's the best one on the team? I, mean, I don't know. You're going you to have to ask him that. Uh, I think mean, eight's more than seven, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I don't go to Rice, but I, I know that eight's more than seven. Nah, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we're always competing. Uh, he's probably like my, my best friend on the team. Uh, like, like you said in your interview, we're like yin and yang. Um, he's like total opposite of me, but we get along so well. And I think one of the reasons why we get along so well is that we're both competitors. Um, so, I mean, if you were to ask me who's the best year on the team, I'm going to say me. If you ask him, he's going to say him. And I mean, that's kind of like that mutual respect that we got between each other that we know. I mean, we both got confidence in, in, in ourselves that, that, uh, that we're both elite shooters. Um, so. But I mean, yeah, we're always competing, um, doing the, the shooting drills and uh, having like one-on-one shooting competitions uh, during practice and stuff like that. But um, it all it all makes us better, makes us both better. Um, I think since me coming there, he's uh, helped me elevate elevate my game, and uh, I think I've done the same for him too. So it's all it's all good, fun competition, you know. Of course it is, but in those competitions, the shooting competitions, how many have you won? Who's won more? You or him? Me. Me. I won more. Is it is it close? I mean, I, like if it was a hundred times, you won maybe fifty five or forty five, or is it like eighty twenty? Oh no, it, it it's close. It's it's definitely close. Like he he ain't no slouch. I, I got to hit shots in order to beat him, but uh, yeah, it, it's close. But I'm giving myself the edge. Now, hopefully I get a chance to ask Coach P to answer that question of the two. But what do you think he would say, who was the better three-point shooter, you or, or Quincy? What do you think Coach P would say? You know, Coach P might say himself now. He, he no, no, might. no. <laughs> <laughs> if I ask him to pick one of those two, you or Quincy, what do you think Coach Scott Perry would say? I, I think he's going to go with me. I, I got to say he's going to go with me. Okay. What do you think your teammates would say? Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my answer, man. They they gotta they gotta go with me. They they know what's up. <laughs> okay, let's talk about your teammates. And one thing, uh, I'm glad you touched on it. My interview with with, with uh, Quincy with, was good, and really appreciate uh, him joining me. Just like I appreciate you joining me as well. He touched on the the bond that you and the teammates you guys have on the squad. Mm-hmm. Just add. Something to that. You know, is there, cause he said you're introverted. You're kind of like quiet. So you're not a jokester. Are you, you're not like him and, and a few other teammates, you know, you, you like to tell jokes and be funny like that. No, nah, I'm a jokester a little bit, but th- those guys are, you know, they, they, uh, they tell all the jokes on the team. So I, I, let, I let them, uh, have, have they fun and, and run the, run the jokes in the locker room because you know, there's some, there's some funny guys in our locker room. That's for sure. Give me a, a little brief summary of some of your teammates. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know we talked a little bit about Quincy already. Uh, that, that's my guy, my backcourt mate. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great shooter, great player, um, another really good competitor, and uh, 
you know, I really, I really uh, liked the last year playing with him. Um, I know we're gonna have even more fun, even even more fun this year, um, playing together and uh, winning a whole bunch of games. And then uh, Chris, uh, another, you know, like really, really good, good guy, um, really good defender. I mean, he's brought uh, a lot of like, leadership to our team. Um, he's like, he's a really valuable piece to our team. So. I mean, another guy that I really like playing with. I mean, I like playing with all my teammates. Um, and then, what's the guy? I got like Riley, um, guy from Australia. Uh, he's he's really cool, really funny. Uh, he's from Texas, so you know he's been able to, uh, you know, introduce introduce a little bit of Texas to us, uh, especially to me. Just being, I think, first time or first or second time being out there. Um, you know, he's been able to introduce Texas. Uh, to us, um, Max. Uh, I mean, the guy does it all. Um, I feel like I feel like sometimes he doesn't even miss. Um, but uh, yeah, he does it all, man. He's a good finisher, rebounder. He's even even really good passer too. Um, so I mean, he's definitely uh, probably the, the best big that I've played with uh, so far. Um, and then you know, guys like Cam. Uh, who played big minutes for us as a freshman? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was like really valuable to us, especially during the tournament. Um, he was able to, you know, come in and contribute. Um, you can see him get more and more comfortable each game, um, each game, uh, both offensively and defensively. So then, you know, guys like Malajal, who we're looking to have back on the court full time. Uh, he was battling some injuries, but uh, you know he's a, he's a, another another one of those jokesters. Um, he's he's a really funny guy, got all the jokes, but uh, he's a he's a really good player too. So we're looking forward to have him back back on the court. Um, and I mean, other guys like you know Jake uh, Payton from last year he graduated, uh, Ben Reed. Um, I'm make sure I'm not missing anybody. I think I, I think I hit everyone. But uh, yeah, it's all great guys. Um, I've appreciated um, being on a team with them, and I mean, I'm looking forward to next year, um, improving on what we did last year. Have you <clears throat> tell me about the coaches? Like I, I've seen you know during during the games, I see a coach Scott Perry is on the sideline. <clears throat> So I can I know kind of idea of him and his personality, but I don't know much about the assistant coaches. Tell me something about them. About the assistants? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're not as as intense as Coach P. Who is? <laughs> I know. Yeah, who is? That's a good question. Who is? I don't think anyone is. Um, but you know, like uh, Coach Glasser, uh, Coach Green, Coach Howell, they're all. Um, you know, uh, demanding the most out of us. Um, they, they're pushing us in practice. Um, they're pushing us in games. Um, so, I mean, even though it might not look like they're as intense as Coach P, they're demanding just as much from, from us. And I mean, it's, it's just helping, helping us get better. Um, so, I mean, as a, from a player standpoint, I wouldn't want it uh, any other way. Um, they they're gonna tell us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Um, they're not gonna 
you know, sugarcoat anything because, I mean, uh, both of our goals is, is to win. And so however they can help us win, I, I'd expect them to do that. And they expect me to do whatever, whatever I can to help us win too. So Now, this, this past season, uh, the conference schedule was Friday. Was it Saturday, Sunday or Friday, Saturday? It's back-to-back days. Yeah. Right? Had you done that before? Was that some, uh, something like that in, in the Southern Conference at VMI? No I, no, I don't think I ever did, you know, back-to-back like that um, at the college level. Um, yeah, yeah, we didn't do that last year. Um, so, con, so I assume that was just because of COVID. Um, so you got to do those back-to-backs to limit travel. Um, but uh, Was it difficult for you? Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it was, like, really difficult, but it was an adjustment, definitely. Um, really had to focus on you know, getting the rest right after, like, the Friday night game. Uh, getting proper uh, nourishment, um, getting the right rest, eat, waking up, having a good breakfast, um, stretching. We we were doing that uh, in the hotels um, just to, you know, help that recovery for um, the guys that have played heavy minutes. Um, so, I mean, like things like that, it was kind of an adjustment to, to your normal routine before and after a game. Um, maybe like how your body feels coming into the, the next game. Um, but as the season got, gone along, uh, we, I think we all kind of figured it out, um, how to manage these back-to-backs and get the proper rest and ice and all that. Did having to play those back-to-backs in conference help a little bit? Because I think in the conference tournament, you guys played three straight days. Mm-hmm. So was that beneficial at all at that point if you already done it you know back to back doing a conference play you kind of got used to playing having to play at least two in a row and then you had the third game in a row yeah yeah i think it was beneficial in that way Uh, i mean the only difference was we were just playing a different team on that second night um but just to to play two games uh in back-to-back days and then we would play that third game in three days um Doing that during the season, I think, helped us help us out. Um, we were able to realize, like I said earlier, how important it was for us to get that rest after the first game. Um, you know, get hydrated and all that, all that good stuff. Um, so, I, I think yeah, during the season, um, us playing those back-to-back games did help us prepare for the tournament. What's your favorite sport? Favorite sport is basketball. Got a favorite team? Celtics. No, you're from the area, so I, okay. Well, then I got to ask you, man. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on their first round elimination to the Nets? Did it surprise you? They did best they could without Jalen Brown. Just what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think what the surprise was was how the season went. Um, I don't think any Celtics fans expected us to. I think they were at the seventh seed going into mm-hmm. the playoffs. Um. Yeah, that that wasn't expected at all. We were expecting them to, you know, be at the the top uh, with, uh, you know, like Philly, Brooklyn, and uh, Milwaukee, somewhere up there. Um, but they were they didn't play well during the season and put themselves at the seventh seed. So I mean, when you're going up against a juggernaut like Brooklyn, there's only so much you can do. Uh, I mean, they got three 
three uh, Hall of Famers and Harden, Durant, and, and Kyrie. Um, yeah, I mean, they're scoring about 140 a game, something crazy like that. So, I mean, it's hard to keep up, uh, especially with, you know, players like Jalen Brown was out, Robert Williams was out for us. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that's that, that Brooklyn team, I think, is my favorite to come out the East. Um, so Okay, well, you answered one of my questions right there. Okay, hold that thought I'm going to come back to that because right. I don't agree with that. But, okay, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on Danny Ainge? What retiring, resigning, whatever you want to say, and then Brad Stevens moving into that role. Yeah, uh, that was a, surpri- a surprise too. Um, well, I had heard some rumblings about uh, either Ainge leaving or Stevens leaving, but I don't think uh, I heard anything about them uh, both leaving their positions and then eventually Brad Stevens moving up, moving up to the front office. Um, but I mean, I think it could be a good thing. I mean, Brad Stevens was in the locker room, so he knows what that what that team needs. Um, and hopefully, he can go out there and and uh, free agency or work some trades um, to bring in the assets that uh, this team needs to build around uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. Build around those two, and uh, I think hopefully we're a couple pieces away from you know contending for. A final visit again. Okay, I I am. You are the general manager of the Celtics. Mm-hmm. You are, you know, it ain't. It's not Brad Stevens. It's you, Travis Evie. What do the Celtics need to get better to get back to the championship level? Yeah, uh, I think I think we need a a point guard. Kemba was battling the knee injury. I mean, all the way up until. The end of the end of the year, he ended up missing those last two playoff games. Um, so I mean, I think we need to look at uh, getting us a point guard and maybe even another true big um, to play in the post, be a rim protector. And then I'd also like to see them bring in a kind of like a veteran player, um, someone with some experience, uh, maybe like. Uh, Probably another guard. Um, it could be it could be a big two, just a veteran player, you know, someone that uh, has played played in the playoffs, um, and just can, can kind of like be a be a veteran leader to uh, to this team. Cause I think that's also something that this team uh, needs. Um, someone that's gonna you know can control the game in the playoffs, kind of like how Chris Paul has flipped the script for Phoenix. That veteran player having him come in, um, and I mean now they're they're about to possibly eliminate the, the defending champs as the I think two seeds. So yeah, so I think those three getting again the another point guard, another big, and then hopefully getting a, getting a veteran player in, in the locker room too. Would you be would the big veteran? Would you be okay with Al Horford coming back? Uh, I I think so. I'd be okay with Al Horford coming back. Um, it depends on on who we're giving up to get Al Horford, but I think having Al Horford come back would, would be would be huge. Um, I thought he played really well when he was in a Celtics uniform. Um, I mean, he was part of those teams. I believe that was in the conference finals. 
Um, so, yeah, to have him back, I, that would be that would be good. I'd like that. All right, you still have on your general manager hat. Mm-hmm. Who who are you going to hire? Who would you hire as head coach of the Celtics? Mm, good question. Uh, uh, I've been hearing. Um, I think the former former Hawks coach uh, Lloyd Pierce, his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he would probably be on my list. Um, I mean, in a perfect world, I would I would hope to get Doc Rivers back back on the sideline for the Celtics. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna happen. But uh. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Lloyd Pierce would be on my on my radar. How about Jason Kidd? Uh, possibly. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure um, how he would how he would fit. Um, I mean, in Boston, um, but I mean that that could be could be a route. I mean, I think either way, um, any coach that comes in, there's going to be plenty of talent on the roster. Especially with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I mean, you got two All Stars on on your team. So, um, I think whatever coach comes in should be able to, you know, help help these guys out um, in not in, not, in a not too difficult way. Okay, how about Carol Lawson? Yeah, I would be. Uh, that's another another one that'd be on my radar. Um, yeah, I think she's a really good coach. Um, she was out in San Antonio, I think, this past year, right? She well, she's at Duke now. You know, oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Duke yeah. women's team, yeah. You are, you are right. Um, have you have you uh, been coached by a woman before? Um, I don't think so, actually. Would it bother you? A woman coached you? No, not at all. Not at no, not at all. Um, yeah, I would have no problem, no problem with that, as long as she's coming in trying to help us win, just as much as I'm trying to help the team win. I, mean, I got no problem with that. All right, let's let's shift gears back to Brooklyn, Brooklyn the Nets. And it sounds like you got Brooklyn come out of the East. Yeah. What about the Bucks, man? Nets, Bucks, it's- Giannis, KD, Drew Holiday, Kyrie. It, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of points for the Bucks to keep up with. It's it's that's a lot. A lot of offensive firepower. I mean, I know Brooklyn might not be looking like they're playing a lot of defense right now, but I think they're just telling people we're going to score 140 points, try to keep up. And I, I don't know if Brooklyn. I don't know if uh, Milwaukee can do that. Okay. okay. What if Milwaukee can hold them to 115? If they can hold them to 115 in a game. Um, if they can home the one fifteen again, they got a shot. Uh, I'll say that they have a shot. Um, I mean, I assuming Drew Holiday and uh, Giannis uh, play well. Um, I mean, I, I assume they will. Chris Middleton also, Chris you know, Middleton, they got yeah. they got three stars too. Yeah, they, they do. They do got three stars, but I mean, Brooklyn got three Hall of Fame Hall of Fame stars on their team. A Finals MVP. Uh, a regular season MVP, and I mean Kyrie's one of the best point guards to to do it. So, okay, 
that's a tough that's a tough team that they built in Brooklyn, and uh, I just don't see anyone in the East right now competing with them. Okay, Hawks, Sixers. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna assume Joel Embiid is gonna be back. Um, if he's back, I'm gonna I'm taking the 76ers. If for some reason he's out. What if he can't play all seven games of the series? What if he plays five? I think if he plays five, if he plays five, I think I'm still going to go with the, with the 76ers. Um, what if he plays three? If he plays three. If he plays three and Trey Young's playing the way he is right now, the Hawks, the Hawks might have been in some business. Okay, so if he only plays three, would you give Philly those three games that he plays? Uh, yeah, I, no, not all three. I'll give him one or two. Okay. One or two. So that's with Joel playing. So if Joel plays just three games out of the seven, Oh no, no! I thought you said without without Joel. And no, no, with with Joel. Oh, with, Joel plays Joel. those three games. Yeah, with Joel, they're taking all three. Okay. Yeah, with Joel, they're taking all three. So without him, if Joel misses the other four, you don't believe Philly can get one of those four without Joel? I think they can. Oh yeah, I mean that would mean it's going seven though. So right? anything can happen in a game seven. If Trey Young, Trey Young catches on fire in a game seven, Philly could be in trouble now. Okay. All right. Western Conference. Let's see. Is Utah the team to beat? In the West? Uh, no. I think, I think Phoenix is that team to beat right now. Really? Okay. Especially if they knock off the Lakers tonight. Right. It doesn't look like the Lakers, AD is going to be healthy enough. Or Lakers just aren't healthy enough. So you think Phoenix is a team. Okay, what about the winner of the Blazers Nuggets series? Uh, I like watching Dan play, so I hope the Blazers pull, pull that series out. Uh, his 55-point performance a couple nights ago was ridiculous. Yep. I don't think I've seen But they still lost. Yeah, they did still lose, which is – which is kind of scary, kind of unfortunate. Uh, jo- uh, Jokic was playing unbelievable too, but uh, I think the Blazers are going to win Game Six. I think it's back in Portland, mm-hmm. and then I think they go out back out to Denver and catch that Game Seven. Oh, okay, all yeah. right. So I'm still taking Blazers in seven. Okay, Clippers, Mavs. Are the Clippers done? Are they going to? Make it continue the road team wins every game this series. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the Mavs. They're gonna close it. They're gonna close them out in six. Um, back at home, yeah. Clippers haven't looked good this series at all. I think they might have had like one or two games where I think they actually looked like like the Clippers that we expected them to be. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think the Mavericks are gonna close them out. Luca had a really good game last game, so he probably 
Hopefully he'll carry that on to game six and they'll, they'll close it out. So that would set up Utah Mavs in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna take Utah in that series. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe the Mavs could defend U- Utah Mm-mm. at all <laughs> in that series. So yeah, no, yeah, I'm taking Utah in that one. Okay, so you got Blazers over the Nuggets in seven. Mm-hmm. You got the Suns elim- eliminating the Lakers. So that means the Suns versus the Blazers in the semis. Who you got? Suns, Suns over Blazers. Okay, so that was set up the top two teams in the West in the conference finals, mm-hmm. Utah, Phoenix. Who you got? We'll take Phoenix. Oh. Yep. Phoenix gonna get back to the finals or get into the finals again. Uh, so then you would have Phoenix and Brooklyn. Yeah. Phoenix and Brooklyn. And I think I got I got and, Brooklyn. Okay. All right, Travis, Evie, going to close it out, man. Um, is there anything you want to mention, touch on that we haven't talked about? Can you hear me now? I lost you there. Yeah, I got you now. Okay. Is there anything you want to touch on, talk about that we haven't uh, discussed so far? Um, I think we touched on everything. I'm sure you're looking forward to this upcoming season. Um, yeah, it's getting getting the team back together. I think I'm going I'm going down to Houston this weekend. We're starting workouts next week. Um, so I'm seeing everyone back in the gym again together. Um, and I mean, we I think when we left when we left the uh, school, we all told each other. I think our goal was to win the tournament and. Uh, so when we go back, we're going to hit the ground running, and I mean, that's going to continue to be the goal. We're going to work towards that goal this summer. Appreciate it, man. Travis Evie, Rice House Guard, thank you very much for your time. And I, I hope to get a chance to ask Coach Scott Para, who is a better three-point shooter, you or Quincy, at All some right. point this summer. All right. Thank you, Travis, man. You take care. All right. Take care. Thank you.